Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington, and I am Bill Knight. How are you today? I'm fine. Welcome to It's Another Day. It certainly is another day. Yeah. It's amazing how much news happens in 24 hours. You think, well, what am I going to cover tomorrow? Don't worry. When tomorrow comes, you'll have plenty to talk about. Trust There's me. always something to talk about, and that's just the way it is. I mean, there's a lot of news on Biden. You know the one story that we're not hearing, I don't know if I'm jumping uh, too quickly to this story, but uh, I heard on the news today, they said, well, the, uh, the, the trucker uh, rally in Canada is over. But what they're not talking about is that, well, the, um, the, the one here. What about the oh, one I know. here? There's a lot going on, but we're not talking about it. There are supposedly hundreds of big rigs, and they're on the beltway going back and forth. And the media is completely ignoring them. Mm-hmm. You would think that the only thing happening in the world right now is happening in the Ukraine, a country that, like I said yesterday, people couldn't find a month ago. Well, you know, they talk about this being War Z. And what's the big Z for? Well, Zelensky, okay, it's War Zelensky. But I say it's War Biden. It should be B because he's doing all kinds of stupid stuff. He's talking about... Uh, well, we're going to do this and that to retaliate against Russia and or Russia. Putin is threatening, you know, I've been pushed just about enough and I'm going to do something you ain't going to like, but we keep poking, you know, like, come on, come on, hit me with your best shot. You got to be careful when you do that. Not too long ago when Trump was in office, he met with the Germans in Europe and he told them, what are you buying? your your natural gas from russia for why are you buying from russia he then said the same thing in front of the united nations how stupid it is for the allies to be buying their fuel from russia and they laughed at him they literally laughed and they showed a shot of the german delegation laughing at him saying that remark cut to what's happening right now today biden is going to announce supposedly unless something changes, that he's going to stop buying oil from Russia. And Russia said, well, if you do that, we're going to cut off our natural gas to Europe. Exactly mm-hmm. what Trump warned them of. Now, here's here's a story for you that's really interesting. Uh, you know what a crack whore is. You know, she's so, she's so strung out on crack that she'll sell her body, her soul, anything for another fix. We have become, under President Joe Biden, a crack whore nation because of oil. Now, Biden and his administration right now are talking with Iran to get them to supply us oil. Now, what is Iran going to get for this help? Are you ready Mm -hmm. for this? Mm -hmm. You know all that money that we froze a long time ago? Sure. We're going to free that up. Oh, that's a beautiful thing right there. But even worse than that, we're going to give them nukes. Think about that. How are we going to give them nu- nukes? We're going to let them make make the nukes? We're, we're gonna not going to hand them, them nukes. Well, they might, but we're going to give them everything they need to do it. I also heard that one of their demands was for us to take their, what do they call their elite units, the Red Guard or the Sunday mm-hmm. Guard, to take them off the, the terrorist watch list. Do you know who else they're talking to? They're talking to Venezuela. 
They're oh, talking yeah, to Maduro in, in Venezuela. Uh, they have no shame. Biden has no shame. In the meantime, he completely ignores uh, what's happening on the borders. He said yesterday, Putin was the guy who's causing our fuel problems in this country. And, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. No. Who was the guy who closed down the Keystone Pipeline and shut off exploration in Anwar and made it difficult for us to produce our own oil. It was Joe Biden. One of the first things that he did as president of the United States. Well, that's if he's really the president, but he's, he's acting like he, uh, he won the thing fairly. I, I have a debate about it, but we're not going to go there. Yesterday, Jen Psaki was asked about the fuel situation. She had this to say. I want to read to you, if I could, Jen, some comments from people we've met at gas stations today. One woman saying, I just never imagined to see the cost of gas be this high. Another said, it's a huge stressor to my financial situation. A huge stressor. It's kind of like something I've stressed about, like, during the day, will I be able to afford gas? How much money do I have? What is the White House, what is the President's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today and seeing prices so high? Well, the president's message is that he is going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas at the tank. What is also true is that because of the actions of President Putin, because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets. That is something the president talked about even before uh, Russia and President Putin move forward with their actions. Uh, but we have already taken steps. The president has already taken steps. Historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, one that's done in a coordinated fashion. And clearly, we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact and and consider domestic options as well. They still tout the reserves like they took 60 million barrels of oil from the reserves and they really make it sound like a big deal. What they fail to tell you is it's two days supply of oil in our country, two days. They throw that around like it's a big deal and it's comparatively speaking, nothing. Another thing that the Biden administration was talking about yesterday was, look at the problem is gasoline cars. So that whiz kid, that bon vivant man about town, Pete Buttigieg. Oh yeah. Was, nice guy. He was speaking in front of a, a press conference and he was touting the uh, benefits of electric cars. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Amazing. This, guy is, this guy is amazing. What a space cadet. What was it? Nero fiddled while Rome burned? Let them eat cake. Was that Marie Antoinette? The fact of the matter is, Bill, that an electric car, an average electric uh, car today is, uh, costs $56,437. Do you have an extra $55,000 that you can throw into uh, an electric car? Oh, sure I do. But here's the other problem. And your, <laughs> yeah, your gas car is going to be worth nothing when they're yeah, done. That's but true. You know, you only have so much charge in that. Now, maybe they're going to get better at it. I, I've heard of the uh, the the sand glass battery that's can hold a lot of charge, 
But the bottom line is all of these batteries, just like anything else, creates harmful waste mm-hmm. that takes a long time to get rid of. So we're going to change one bad for another bad for the sake of changing because they say it's the right thing to do. I'm sitting there going, you know, I think that our science could be put to better use and really find a true, better alternative. And I would believe that some of that is already out there, but the big companies, the big powers that be, can't make money out of it. That's a very interesting point we just said about money because electric cars are run by batteries. And most of the batteries are lithium cobalt batteries. The cobalt and lithium, where does it come from? It comes from China. Mm -hmm. China is the biggest producer of that. And also, when those batteries fail, they become blocks of waste. What do you do with them? You don't throw the uh, lithium battery in water because it'll blow up. It's a pool (laughs) grenade. Hey, watch this. Boom. (laughs) Scare the neighbors and the neighbor's kids. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but this this is stupid. I would envision that we could probably come up with a car that might have an electric type engine, but it's going to need something to lubricate it. But let's just say you did or something that used a magnetic propulsion, where are you going to get the energy? Well, you might go back to the Tesla days, and you might be able to sit there and invent something that would be a simple antenna on the hood of the car that sits there and takes it from the the rotation of the Earth. You could sit there and use uh, just a simple rod in the ground and irrigate it, and you can have two troughs, and you 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 won't get a lot of power, but you can generate electricity. There, it, it's around. What I'm doing simple school experiments here, but I'm saying it all starts somewhere. He had a football stadium field filled with uh, light bulbs. Tesla did, and with a Tesla coil, proved that he could get electricity from. And I don't know how you do it. I don't know how he did it. But his maybe it is the rotation of the Earth. Maybe it's. Yeah, it getting is. maybe it's getting uh, static electricity that's all around us and sending it through this tower into the ground, and it lit the light bulbs. He proved that he could distribute the electricity in the ground without wires to the light bulbs and do it for free. He was a, a genius, and I think to myself, okay, we plug in the electric cars into a charger which goes into a cable, which goes down the street and down the corner and down the block into a generating plant that is probably powered by coal, which is creating pollution. How is that green? There's nothing green about the Green New Deal. That's all there is to it. Like a lot of things in, uh, in, in our world today, it is all fake. It is all a lie. But somebody somewhere is going to make money out of it and Even this war that we're beating the drums for, even if we lose this war and all hell breaks loose, there's somebody that's making money, and they're one of the people holding the cards and calling the shots. You know what frightens me about this situation in Ukraine is that people who are promoting this, this, their support of the Ukrainian government are people like George Soros and Klaus Schwab, 
And as soon as I hear George Soros is backing Ukraine, I think to myself, there's something rotten in Denmark or the Ukraine for that matter. But there's something mm -hmm. wrong with this picture. Well, there is. I mean, I don't want to sit there and take one side or the other because the story that we're getting is not true. But I am listening to Putin in that he makes threats and he's, he, he is telegraphing what he will do. He has done that. And Biden has sat there and, you know, bullied him all along. And, well, they invaded. And now we're being warned about the, the nukes could fly without saying the nukes could fly. But we can't do the, you know, the no-fly zone. Putin's saying don't do that. Well, what are we doing? We've sent aircraft over there now. Now we are sending unmanned helicopters over there. We're doing everything to defy him. So Putin has drawn his line in the sand. And we're walking right past it. So if something happens, uh, that's blood in our hands because we didn't, it wasn't handled right, but the, the left out there is going, oh, what a great job he's doing. Uh, all the mistakes that have happened here has happened because of the right and by Trump. Trump had nothing to do with this mess. Anthony Blinken, Mr. Dynamic himself, uh, <laughs> he, he was asked the question uh, if, Poland gives their MiG fighters to the Ukraine. Would you endorse that? Would you go along with that? And he said, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we're encouraging Poland to give their MiG fighters to the Ukraine. And in return, we're exploring the option of resupplying newer jets to Poland. So actually, it would be beneficial for Poland. The problem with that is, and anybody who has a brain knows this, is that as soon as Poland hands the airplanes over to the Ukraine, they are an active participant. They become part of the fight. It could cost NATO their neutrality stance. Yeah, well, that that would put all the NATO nations in the war. Mm -hmm. And then we, there are people right now that say, this is just the warm-up dance. We're actually in World War Three. So think That's about true. that right now. We're, we're, we probably are in it. And history will probably look back, if it's not rewritten, and say... This was a step beyond the Cold War, and if nothing happens and things resolve, we still danced with the devil. And but I, you know, the I scary know. thing about this bill is there's not one person on the Biden team that I feel confident about. They all seem tenuous and tentative, and they all don't really know what the heck is going on and where it's going to lead, but they're doing it anyway. By the way, Poland said after Blinken made that remark yesterday, Poland said, oh, wait a second, we're not giving anybody any MiG jets. We're not getting involved. We're giving them humanitarian stuff, and we're letting them come across the border. Now, no Russian, Russian media is reporting things differently. Uh, I think you mentioned that to me, that they're telling a whole different story there, and uh, they've even got it out there for English ears to hear. The most pressing concerns now is the humanitarian situation in Ukraine. The fighting there has severely disrupted supply chains and people are finding it difficult to find food. So here in Crimea, uh, efforts are being made to supply people who desperately need that food with various canned foods as well as sugar, salt, buckwheat the essentials to see them through the worst of the fighting. 
In all, more than 100 tons of desperately needed food, the delivery of which has fallen on Russia's emergency services. At stake are not only people's lives, but the goodwill of the population. The city of Melitopol, population 100,000. It was liberated by Russian troops largely without a fight. It is deemed somewhat safe and is the first destination for these humanitarian aid trucks out of Crimea. Russia's mission here is to liberate, not occupy, as stated by Putin himself. Within hours of delivery, thousands across the city headed for distribution points. Go to the stores, look around the city, and you'll understand why we're here. There are difficulties getting hold of products, medicines, and there are long queues everywhere. Citizens are very happy. Peaceful people are happy. That's from Russian television. Now, what you're hearing is the other side of the coin. What side do you want to believe? That's something that you have to figure out. But there are indications that it's possible that Putin may not be the totally bad guy in this situation. There has been talk of dirty bombs there, and people are starting to find that out, that that's going on. There's talk about uh, bio uh, weapons there, and apparently there's... Uh, that, that story has some legs, and if there's bioweapons there that has traces back to the United States, we got a big problem with that. So what I'm saying is don't, don't be so quick to judge from what you hear coming out of Capitol Hill, what you hear coming off across the news, and anything you hear on one news channel, you're hearing the exact same story at the exact same time and all the media. If you want to see uh, news that is controlled, News that is, uh, uh, well, the, the narrative is controlled. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of stuff about it. You don't have to look any further than the, uh, the 6 o'clock news right here because uh, you're not hearing all of the story or the way, that, the way it should be. In the old days, Bill, when there was a war correspondent, back in the days when we used to watch them on, uh, mm -hmm. on the fields in Vietnam, They'd be with the truth. Even in Iraq, embedded reporters would go out into the combat areas. They'd wear their flak jackets. They would be with the troops. They would be ducking bullets. They were there. Every time I turn a report on now on a cable channel, they're doing it from a balcony in one of the towns that's under siege, but they're not out with the troops. They're in a room somewhere doing live feeds. Now, maybe it's because they do more live feeds now than they used to in the old days. In the old days, they were packaged. But now, all you do is you see a guy, let's go to so-and-so, he's in Kiev right now, and what's happening? Well, I'm standing on my balcony again. Oh, I saw a report, somebody sitting on a couch in front of a coffee table, and I'm going, get out in the street. Well, they got their sophisticated gear. I don't see any sophisticated gear and this cell phone right here has got a camera, can have attachments to it. I can mm -hmm. walk out into the street, and if uh, there's even satellite link phones, so you can get a signal out, get it to where you want to get it, and yep. you can be out there in in the in, in in the whole mix of things. Then they were talking about the women soldiers that are out there fighting and, and doing all that. I noticed one thing about those pictures of all the women out there fighting. I'm not putting you ladies down. I, I I'm a big support uh, of, of women. But what I did notice, their hair was all done, their uniforms were pressed, 
they had makeup on and they were smiling. Like they primped in front of the mirror and was like, I don't see any smudges on your face. I don't see any dirt, sweat, grime that you've been out crawling through trench holes and fighting. I see a posed, happy, Dory picture. They showed Miss Ukraine and she's holding a rifle as if she's a soldier. Come to find out it's not a real rifle. Yeah. And the Ukraines apparently are, are staging a lot of uh, the assaults on themselves. This is all for your eyes to control your thought. We are, we are in a situation of mind control. And that's, mm. that's what they're doing. Whatever you see, and then they lay down the narrative, and that's what signals into your mind. Your brain, when, it, when I give you a narrative, it processes, what, uh, 73 bits of information a second. That's what's allowed by your brain gatekeeper to go into your mind. So they do something very simplistic. They show a picture of an airstrike, staged or not, for these pictures. And then they give you key words for the narrative, and that gets through where they plant the story in your mind. And it's a false narrative, but you believe it now. It's stuck in your brain. And you know, folks, we're a trusting country. We've grown up believing the nightly news. And they know it. And they know now how to manipulate you, uh, how to feed you the same line over and over again. There are conspiracy theorists in this, in this world of ours. They're out there. There are people who believe the darndest things. You have to be aware of those too. But also you have to be aware of the mainstream media because they all seem to work together. They all seem mm -hmm. to have the same story, the same words in the story to make you believe something. And, you know, we just heard a report from Russian television. First thing you say is, oh, it's propaganda. What if there's a seed of truth there? It, they showed in the TV report the boxes of canned goods and them handing them out to people in the Ukraine. So somebody was getting this stuff and they weren't soldiers, by the way, they were handing them out to people who were coming up with their children. You know, that's it, the sad story. It is the children, the mothers and, mm -hmm. and the, the common folks, the Ukraine and Russia and here in the United States, we're suffering here too. When you sit there, you see, you know, uh, $5 a gallon, $8 a gallon, $10 a gallon. Well, you know, the commodities and, Oh, you know, we only get 2.3% from this and that. And Joe's doing such a great job cleaning up what Trump did. Uh, and, and Joe's building back better. I didn't know that he was going to have to tear it all down and all the good stuff down so he could just do an inkling of something and say, ah, see, I delivered on my promise <laughs> in this big mess. Don't tell him I recreated it, but. I want to leave you with this audio here. This is from a gentleman who's not a, uh, a household name. He's known in the UFC world as a successful athlete. His name is Bryce Mitchell, and he's a tough kid. That's not one of those sports that you really can fake it. It's a tough, tough sport, and they really earn their money. Bryce Mitchell is about 25 years old, and he was having a press conference, and they asked him about the Ukraine situation. I thought his answer was terrific. Here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground, and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. If this country is invaded and 
Everybody's saying, well, we got we to gotta evacuate. We got to leave. We gotta, I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if, if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street and you're gonna give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians and all the, I, brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting and God bless anybody that's over there fighting and I hope that this it just gets solved and man I don't like war you know what I mean I don't want people dying and all that stuff I don't want to be but I don't know what's going on there's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there and I just I pray all those people are safe boy young 25 year old athlete but you know what? he spoke the truth yeah he's he's got it right on the line he doesn't know what's going on uh, nobody knows what's going on but I think we all can agree somebody's telling some lies and i think we know who that is one thing i'm sad that we probably don't have time to do because we are at the end of the show is talk about joe biden's daughter and her mm. diary because she has a problem with drugs too and you know he's got kids that have drug problems there were some revelations and maybe we can talk about that tomorrow mm. i have a, a an interesting story here friends everything that's going on in the world just keep this in mind. None of it's real. According to uh, this came from Popular Mechanics, uh, scientists have concluded that black holes mm -hmm. are proof that we live in a holographic world. <laughs> You're not real. I'm not real. The news you hear is not real. It's all fake. And on that note, I think I'm going to say bye. I got to go get some gas. I just don't know if I could afford to go get the gas. Well, go get your gas. <laughs> but it won't be real gas. Because you live in a holographic world. That's right. So it's going to be holographic <laughs> gas. Yeah. Nothing's worse. But I had that what? once. <laughs> yeah. And boy, did it stink. <laughs> We're <Just> done. Like... <laughs> We're done. Have a good oh. one, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.